from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, this is Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. Injured in Georgia? Make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Injury Insider is presented by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs. Hello and welcome to Injury Insider with Derek Hayes on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. This show will answer legal questions and debunk personal injury myths with insight and expertise. For nearly 25 years, Derek Hayes has exclusively represented injured parties in Georgia. Now, he'd like to put that knowledge to work for you. My name is Lita Brooks, and it's my pleasure to introduce the star of the show, Derek Hayes. Good afternoon, Derek. Good afternoon. Great to be with you as always. As always, before we begin, a quick reminder that Injury Insider is brought to you by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, and by the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Well, today is a very big day for Injury Insider. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We are celebrating the one-year anniversary of the show. And yay! Yay! Cheers! 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 On a little sidebar, we are drinking champagne today. We are toasting in honor of the one-year anniversary. A glass of champagne. Just a glass? Of course. Cheers! Here it is. See? Here's the sound effect. Yay! We want to thank all of our listeners that have followed us, downloaded the episodes, and listened to the shows. As you may know, we do a new show every two weeks, and this is the 26th episode. It's amazing. It is amazing. It flew by. Yes, we came in and and we were talking to Amanda. She's the uh, marketing expert here at Business Radio X. She couldn't believe it. I feel like she almost didn't believe us when (laughs) we we brought the champagne in and we said it's our it's the anniversary. So, congrats! Huge congratulations to you, Derek. This is your show. Uh, I am here just to represent. Everyone who does not have a legal education, I am the voice (laughs) of the people asking the questions, and it is your expertise that has made this show such a success. And because of you, Injury Insider with Derek Hayes has more than 2 million downloads already. That's amazing. In in 26 shows, you have hit 2 million. That's huge. What a testament to you. Absolutely. It's beyond any expectations I ever had. In fact, I want to interject here, too, and also add my own personal thank you to everyone. Those that have listened, downloaded, followed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When I was approached about doing a show, I thought, yeah, it's legal stuff. It's boring. But over 2 million downloads? Well, apparently a lot of people don't think it's that boring. But I've also had many emails, Facebook messages, phone calls since the podcast began. And I've tried personally to reach out to everyone and answer those. And I'm pretty sure I have reached out and and answered again personally all of those. But please feel free to reach out to me uh, if you have questions, uh, comments. Keep sending them. I love it. I'm I'm enjoying doing the podcast. And at first it was almost a struggle of, okay, what am I going to talk about? But now it's, okay, uh, there's another show. I've got to figure out which of these many topics I can discuss that I'm going to address today. Well, you said it. This could be boring. 
And I think that's what you bring to this show is because you explain these terms and I laugh when you'll recite some (laughs) law code of something, something that no one could understand. You break it down. You are helping each and every one of us listening understand this in a really interesting way. It's sort of like the light bulb goes off every time you answer these questions. And some of it's tough to make entertaining, quite frankly, it is. But yes, it, it's it's a love for doing what I do, and ultimately, I hope that translates into how I respond to questions and the energy and and being able to address the questions that come in, the explaining the the legal terms, the the issues that we've addressed in many many shows. I have a favorite show from okay. the past year, but you go first. What is your favorite show that stands out from last year? If I had to pick a favorite show, I would probably do that based not only on my own personal thought, but the amount of feedback. Okay. And the the show that got the most feedback was Crazy Lawsuits. Yes, that was mine. (laughs) It was fun to put it together. It was fun to do it. We have to do another one. Yeah. Because you didn't even scratch the surface. I mean, you did. You picked, you know, some really, really crazy lawsuits. Right, right. But there are plenty of other ones out there that we could definitely bring up and I will uh, and we'll definitely do a second show on that I do know you got a lot of feedback but that was also dinner party conversation for weeks after that we were going everywhere we went and people were talking about the crazy cases and is that really true and yes yes I had friends that would say oh absolutely I know that happened yeah (laughs) it truly happened yes so uh, again you guys uh, Derek I know we usually do it at the end of the show, but tell everyone, since we're on topic, how can they submit questions if they have something for you? And more importantly, how can they even find you? Sure. Well, go to my website. It's Derek, D-E-R-E-K, the letter M as in Matthew, Hayes, H-A-Y-S. So DerekMHayes.com. That's the starting point. On my website, you can read a lot about me and my firm, but you can also, too, send me a direct email through my website. If you have a question about a potential case, you can also go to the podcast tab, listen to any of the prior podcasts, or submit a question directly for another podcast. I'll be happy to address that and go, you know, of course, in depth as as much as necessary to answer your question. But also, too, go to my Facebook page, the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Also, we now have an Injury Insider with Derek Hayes Facebook page. So follow it, like it, uh, go to the page. You'll you'll be able to, to, again, see all the prior podcasts and submit questions or topics if you'd like for me to cover something in in a new show later on. Uh, Also to Instagram and Twitter. I'm on all the social media platforms, Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Now let's get to the topic of the day. Over this course of last year, Derek has covered everything from car wrecks, dog bites, and nursing home negligence to the infamous and very misunderstood McDonald's coffee verdict. That was a neat case. That was yeah, a neat show, yeah, too. And, and yeah. a lot of people, on a side note, commented about that, saying, I never knew those facts. Sure. I, I never really knew that that's what happened in that case. They heard the media version and the shock value that came with the media version of the McDonald's coffee verdict, but not the real facts. Well, you also did a terrific show highlighting, and this is the one that was both of our favorites, right? Highlighting crazy and unusual lawsuits. And we had our listeners vote, and that was just a really neat, that was a two-part series that we did. So if we're highlighting it now and you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go back and, and listen. I've said it many times before, but I still feel like this is a crash course in everything you need to know about personal injury claims. It is. Absolutely. 
Well, Derek, you gave me the chance to suggest a topic for today, and I jumped at that. It's my turn, right? <laughs> All right, today we are going to talk about questions that anyone should ask an attorney before deciding to hire that attorney and handling the claim. This right, is, right. we're just, we're cutting it right back down to the basics, okay? okay? Okay, So I'm going to interview you as if I have been in a car wreck, I've had a dog bite, and here we're going to go through it. So I'm looking to hire you as my attorney. These questions are extremely important because you may only have one chance, right? right. If you're interviewing, this is it. All right. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I tell people all the time, just like you're interviewing a potential employee, if you own a business before hiring them, you should also interview a potential attorney because that person represents you. That's the person you're putting at the forefront of your personal injury case, whether it's a car wreck, dog bite, slip and fall, nursing home negligence, whatever. That's the one that's going to be the zealous advocate for you and your family. So remember, and, and I tell people this all the time too, they work for you. They are your employee. I'm happy to answer all the questions you have and, and uh, all the ones I know that you've probably put together today, but I also may add a few questions to that list. I haven't seen your list, but I'm, I may add a few of the common questions I get. And before we start, though, I am kind of curious because I know how you do this. I know how much research you put into things. Uh, well, where did all your questions come from? Did you come up with these? Did you uh, get some friends? I, again, I know how, how much effort you put in that thing. Did you? Uh, You're fishing. Yeah, yeah Leave me alone. You'll of be course. fine. <laughs> okay. I did come up with most of the questions on my own. We've been doing this long enough that I know what people ask you time and time again, but I also reached out to your paralegals and some friends and just to make sure I didn't miss anything. And they were very in line with the questions that I was ready to ask. So you were in the hot seat and oh boy. I'm anxious to hear your answers. All right, let's go. All right, let's start with the basics. I would guess that this one, this is one of the main questions you tend to get, okay? Okay. How long have you been handling personal injury cases? Yes, that is one of the first ones I get, and honestly, it's one of the most important ones. Uh, so for me personally, to answer your question, as if you're interviewing me to handle your claim, this year, this specific year, 2021, marks my 25th year exclusively handling personal injury cases. So I want to make sure I stress that word exclusively. I don't do a divorce case one day, a bankruptcy another day a um, you know, child custody case and then get to personal injury. This is all I do day in and day out. I deal with the same adjusters, insurance companies, defense attorneys I've known now for 25 years. I, I do this every day of my life. So I am very vested in, in my practice. Uh, there's an old phrase you've probably heard and that is jack of many trades, master of none. Right. So I have focused my personal injury practice for 25 years doing exactly what I'm doing. When I was in law school, my law clerk days, I did work for a firm initially doing federal criminal appellate work, representing people that were post-conviction of federal crimes. It didn't take long to realize that wasn't for me. Uh, so that was really the only other attempt I made at, at a different kind of law, and I just didn't like it. So doing personal injury as long as I have, I enjoy it. I realized that it was for me. Uh, and so I was employed literally right out of law school at a personal injury firm and loved it. I know this about you, so I'm going to interject. I believe you love it because you are so kind-hearted and you want to help people. 
I know that I'm saying this about you. I know you so well. I know this is why this practice, 25 years, you've built uh, a great career because you've helped so many people. And I know that that sits at the forefront of what you do. Oh, it does. It does. It, it's it's the kind of um, law practice that you feel good about what you're doing. Why do you love handling personal injury claims? Well, yeah, there's never a dull moment. There is that. And, and I truly found that this area of the law is personally rewarding for me. Like I was saying, there's never a time when what I'm doing is not helping someone. I'm helping people uh, that have medical bills, they have severe injuries, they've got pain and suffering they're dealing with because of those injuries, they're out of work, they're struggling to get transportation because their car was destroyed in a car wreck. Um, you know, the many times they're at the mercy of an adjuster that will never, ever, ever personalize them. They'll look at them at claim, as claim number whatever, but never look at them as John Doe or Jane Doe, the person. My job is to personalize them, and I do that. I want to make sure that it's not just a claim number. And I, I hear other attorneys reference their clients as the little guys. To me, that's kind of insulting. I hate that phrase. It diminishes my client. I like to view it as the good guys. My clients are the good guys, the ones that were doing nothing wrong, that were injured as a result of someone's el someone else's negligence. And you know, having done nothing wrong, I want to do everything I can possibly to help them to get compensated. You know, people talk about, oh, I won big. I won a big settlement. I'm going to win big. No, 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 no. You're being compensated for what happened. This is not a win. Being in a car wreck, being injured is not a win. You're being compensated for what someone has done to you, period. So there are a lot of Goliaths. I always refer to them on the insurance side of things as a, a Goliath industry that feel as though they can crush every single person that tries to attack them you know, or their insureds. I'm extremely competitive, absolutely competitive in every aspect of my life, and I will not accept defeat. So I fight the battle to win, and I'm not simply going to close out a claim just because, well, it's too much trouble to go any farther with this. I'm going to do everything I can to maximize the recovery for my client every step of the way because that's what benefits them the most. I'm going to interject because this is my show today. I'm just kidding. That, Derek, you won a huge award that you were voted on by your peers you were the 2019 Litigator of the Year. Yes. Here yes, in the state you. of Georgia. Yes. Yes. There we go. We should cheers to that with our champagne that we have here. I mean, that's a huge yeah, honor. Well, and yeah. that just shows that you're very well respected here in Georgia for your profession. And you're I the Litigator that. of the Year. And, and you're right. That, that is uh, a personal accomplishment from my peers, from other attorneys. But to me, really, the one that I think stands above all others, I've, I've been... Uh, you know, blessed with many awards through the years, but one that really stands out the most to me is top 10 customer service yes. as an attorney. And I've had that now for many years as well. And that's not voted on by attorneys, but that's primarily clients and people I deal with and help uh, to get that customer service acknowledgement is, is really an acknowledgement of why I do what I do. What's the number one complaint that people have? I know you have the stat. Yes, the number foremost. one complaint, and it's been this way for years and probably will continue to be for years, and that is my attorney doesn't talk to me. I, I can't communicate with them. I never hear from them. I never talk to my attorney. They never return my calls. They never return emails or messages. So communication is by far the number one complaint about attorneys. So when I set my practice up back in October of 2013, I opened my own practice. It was to make sure that I made that a priority. So every single client I've represented since then, and really even before that time and, and now moving forward, they will talk to me personally. Sometimes, uh, you know, if I, I, I joke about this, but it's true. If I'm sitting at my desk and caller ID pops up and it's a client I'm expecting a call from, 
I, the, the receptionist and paralegals kind of laugh because I'll grab it sometimes before they will. Of course. And it's not, hey, Mr. So-and-so. It's, it's you know, they, 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 they realize we have a personal connection. They are my client, but I'm also taking care of them, and I want them to feel comfortable with me. So I'll pick up the phone. Hey, Joe, I appreciate you calling me back. I, I've been wanting to talk to you. And it surprises them that I'm answering the phone. But when I know I need to talk to them, why wait for somebody else to answer it and say, you know, Mr. Hayes will be with you in just a minute. I'll just grab the call and talk to him. That's what makes you a phenomenal attorney. Good for well, you. I appreciate that. No, it does. It really does. And and that's a speechless thing because I know you and I know your heart and I know that that is why you do what you do. All right. We're going to continue with the questions. What are your fees? How can someone out of work and injured afford to pay you? Again, another great question. You did put some time and thought into these. I did. And this yeah, is that, your interview. That's interesting because it is one of the common questions I get. And the, the answer to that is very simple. And that is doing personal injury work. Virtually every single attorney that does this, we work on a contingency fee basis. Very simply, I do not get paid unless and until I get money from my client, period. The benefit for the client is there's no contingency. Uh, there's no uh, 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 retainer. You don't have to write me a check for $5,000 or $10,000. I work from that until it's gone. And then I say, okay, write me another check. There's not a billable hour. So I'm not keeping track of the number of hours I work on my file for a client. I'm working to get the most I can for my client because based on the nature of a contingency, the more I get for them, the quite frankly, the more I get for myself. So I'm never going to settle for anything less than the full value of the claim simply because my pay is contingent solely upon how much I get for them. So you will not write me a check out of pocket you will not have to pay for expenses. You will not have to, you know, hey, I've got to take a deposition. It's going to cost X number of dollars for the court reporter. I'll front all those costs. I do everything I need to do to pursue your claim aggressively and thoroughly for you, but you do not pay me unless and until there's a recovery for you. So next question, will I be responsible for any case-related costs or expenses? No, it's a win-win proposition. If there is no recovery, I do not get paid for those expenses and those costs, period. So it's a risk that I take upon myself to make a decision from the very beginning. If I'm going to take you on as a client, I expect to get some level of recovery on that case because I'm investing not only my time, but also my money into that. Purchasing medical records, if necessary, filing fees, court costs, expert witness fees, uh, court reporter charges, transcript charges, mediation costs, all those things that, that require money. I will put all that money into your case. And again, you're not going to have to write me a check as I do this. But once there is an eventual outcome, then, of course, I get paid the fee and those expenses are reimbursed, which is what the bar requires. But I don't look to you to pay those costs for me. And more importantly, if we don't have an outcome in your favor, there is no result, there is no compensation. Well, you don't have to reimburse that. All right. Next question. That's a great answer. I hope everyone's getting this going, oh, OK, I didn't realize that. Have you tried any personal injury cases to juries before? Great question again, and yes. And that, to me, is, is among all these other questions, it is just as important that people ask that when they're interviewing an attorney because I've been in state court, I've been superior court, I've been in magistrate court, I've been in the court of appeals, and when I did the federal criminal, criminal appellate work, I also had to do that then as well, the, the federal court of appeals. So I've even filed in federal court before. I've, I've seen every level that you could possibly see as a trial attorney in Georgia. Um, you know, it's it's kind of on a side note, you, you should never assume that a personal injury lawyer has handled a case similar to yours or gone to trial. Ask. That's why I said it a second ago. Great question. 
ask every potential lawyer about his or her experience and, just as importantly, their results. Uh, if you're injured in a slip and fall case, ask if they try to slip and fall claim or a, a car wreck, whatever it may be. Specify based on your injuries and your claim whether or not they have experience handling that. You should also probably hire an attorney that prominently, primarily rather, has tried cases that uh, you know have similar injuries to yours as well. They know the questions to ask the doctors in depositions. I've taken countless depositions of doctors through the years. I've tried cases many, many times through the years. And so that experience allows me to prepare your case from the very beginning as if I'm going to trial. Even if we don't have to, I want the other side to see, well, this guy's not only ready to do it, but he's been there, he's done that, he's tried these cases, he's had success with these cases. And when you do have a good outcome against an insurance company at trial, I can guarantee you the next time they see your, your name on a file on their desk, they're going to remember that six-figure, seven-figure outcome, whatever it may be, when it comes to evaluate and make offers to resolve the next case. This is not a one-size-fits-all with your attorney and your case. You're telling everyone, do your homework, do your research, ask the questions. And they have every yes. right to do so. Yes. It, you know, they... Well, you don't want the, oh, my friend is an attorney and maybe they're a divorce attorney, or, right, right? right? I mean, you, you right, know, do yes. your, we're, we're telling everyone listening, right? All of the, the population out there, do your homework, ask the questions, find the attorney that's right for you. And one other point to make on, on whether or not try, I've tried cases and, and that aspect of it, um, and I'm not saying this to boast or brag, it's just the reality. I've never lost a trial. And I, I, I say that, but also, too, I know when a case can go to trial and how to prepare it in such a way that you can anticipate a win. You can never guarantee a win. And anybody that tells you that, number one, they're either lying to you or, number two, they've never done this before. You can never, ever, ever guarantee a win to your client at trial. A jury's going to do what a jury's going to do. Thankfully, I've been blessed and, and never lost a trial. But also, too, you mentioned earlier, and again, it's not to boast or brag, but that's also tied into the litigator of the year aspect of it. All right. Next question. You yes. ready? Go You're doing it. great. Go for it. All right. See, this is very natural no, for you. You've been doing this right. 25 years. I'm usually on a phone and, and answering these questions. Exactly. Call, exactly. That's so. why the girls helped me with this. They they were the ones who had that last question. Have you ever tried any personal okay. injury? They knew that that would be a home run. All right. This one's mine. How much time can you devote to my case? Well, this one to me is a great question. I, I've said that now three or four in a row. But Thank you. And, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, you are going to be represented by me. You will talk to me. If it goes to trial, you will be, you'll go to trial with me. I'm not going to pass you off to a case manager. I'm not going to pass you off to a paralegal. I am the one handling your case from the very beginning to end. So how much time can I devote to your case? Well, absolutely every minute that's necessary to maximize the outcome of your claim. You know, some cases take a lot more time than others. Very complex medical issues, very complex legal issues, disputed liability where one driver claims that you caused the wreck and another one points to somebody else and we've got witnesses. Things that have to be ironed out are going to cause a lot more time to be dedicated to that file. But the answer is I will devote every minute necessary for the maximum outcome in your claim. But yes, I will stress again and again, you will see and, and talk to me because I'll be the one handling your case. Having been in a different firm in the past and, and very familiar with how other firms work, I know that most often the uh, complaint, and we referenced this earlier, is I know my case manager. I talk to my case manager. They tell me this. They tell me that. But I've never talked to my attorney. 
I don't know if the advice is coming from the attorney or if it's simply a case manager who's not an attorney trying to give me advice on what to do in my claim. Well, that advice is going to come from me. And I'll be the one answering your questions if you have uh, concerns about something or you want to know why we do something strategically in your claim. I know that because I know you, it's like I can't help but interject because I just want to give you these plugs. I am your partner in life. Yes, you are. And I don't see you very often. I have to do a podcast with you just to be able to get some time with you during the day. Uh, so when he is explaining and he gives you that answer that you will be resent, represented by him, that is the God's honest truth because Derek works very, very hard. He's in the office early. He stays very late. He's usually there on Saturdays. He, You are not neglectful to your family, <laughs> but you are very attentive to all of your clients. Well, you have to be. You, know, you have, have to be. You can't give them this. Yes, you use that all the time. I am a zealous advocate right. for my clients. I, if I had a nickel for how many times you said that, I would be rich. <laughs> like a swear jar. We need to put the zealous advocate yeah. jar in the house. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's your favorite statement. All right, Derek. Typically, how long does it take to resolve a car wreck personal injury case? Another common question. The answer is it depends. And I tell people that. I'll say it depends. And they're thinking I'm being wishy-washy, but that is the honest answer. Nobody can tell you from the very beginning, a week after your wreck or a day after your wreck, how long it's going to take for you to treat. I'm not a doctor. I can't explain what therapies that you may need or surgeries you may need or the recovery time from that. That's between you and your doctor. So the number one part of this is your treatment is most important. So when your treatment is complete, that is when your case is ready to be moved forward. So if you go to an attorney and you're interviewing them or you're talking to them on the phone and they say, well, how long is this going to take? Oh, it'll take a few months. Oh, it'll take uh, six months or it'll take a few weeks. Again, either they're lying to you because they are telling you what they think you want to hear or they've never done this before. The reality is nobody knows how long it's going to take until your treatment is complete. I've had clients that have ended their treatment because their therapy was done and they felt like they had recovered completely and then have a flare-up of pain and have to go back and start treatment all over again or address a new problem that evolved from the initial injury they had. So, again, there is no way for me to accurately tell someone a few days, a few weeks after their wreck how long it's going to take. Now, what I can say, though, is when your treatment is complete, we order all your records and bills immediately. In fact, the day the client calls to tell us, I've been released, and we also make follow-up calls to them just to, to confirm, are you still treating? Are you still treating? And if a client forgot to call and tell us they've stopped treating, well, then we're going to find out. But immediately we will order all the records and bills. As soon as those records and bills arrive to our office within 24 hours, your demand letter will be written and your demand will be out the door. I don't like files that collect dust. I say this to clients all the time. Dust does not pay my bills and it does not pay yours. So it's not going to sit there and collect dust. It's going to move. So as soon as the records and bills get in, we will have that demand letter out the door and we'll start the negotiation process. If it turns that we cannot get the case settled for whatever reason, the insurance company doesn't accept the liability or dispute the injuries or the medical expense and we have to file suit, well, we're going to file. We're not going to wait. It's going to go, period. This question goes along the same lines. What is my case worth? You get, I know that's, that's what everybody wants to know. Well, what is it worth? Yes, and, and I, again, that's one of those questions that people will call me, and, and I, I really appreciate when they tell me this. I'm calling around. I'm talking to a few attorneys. I had a man yesterday, the day before yesterday, I met with who's interviewing attorneys 
to decide if he wants an attorney to begin with, and if so, which one to take on a very significant case. But it's amazing to me that people will call, well, I spoke to so-and-so, and they told me my case is worth X number of dollars. And they promised me they could get me X number of dollars. How much can you get me? That, to me, is a major, major red flag. And here's why. The analogy, I've, I've used this on a podcast before, and I'll use it now. The analogy I give is a thousand-piece puzzle. You have dumped a thousand-piece puzzle on a table. You've thrown the box away. I have no clue what the big picture is on the box. All I see is a pile of puzzle pieces on a table. Until those pieces come together, we don't know what the big picture is. My job, my objective, is to put the, those puzzle pieces together in the best light possible to create the best picture we can for the purpose of presenting it to an insurance company and eventually, if necessary, presenting it to a jury. I don't know when you walk in my office or you call me on the phone what your diagnosis is. I have no clue what your prognosis will be. I don't know whether or not you're going to have to have surgery or recovery or potentially a later surgery on down the road or whether or not you're going to miss a significant time from work or whether you can ever return to the same kind of work. More importantly, I don't know what the coverage is for the other person. I have no idea whether or not they were intoxicated when the wreck occurred or a hit and run. I have to investigate all aspects of your claim. When all those pieces to the puzzle come together, then and only then can I or anyone else give you some legitimate idea as to what your case is worth. So on some level, it's kind of disgusting to me, but it's also a huge red flag when people say, yeah, they told me they could get X, X number of dollars. This is what my case is worth. Nobody can tell you that. Not until all those pieces are together, and then and only then can you see that big picture. So I'm not going to tell you a number just to make you happy. I will be honest with you and tell you I don't know yet, because that is the only answer a truthful attorney can give when somebody asks what their case is worth, period. Yeah, I'm sitting here just shaking my head. I'm sure most people listening are. That, yes, makes perfect sense. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Not a dollar amount. Yeah, there's no way to know. No, I don't not. have a crystal ball. Right. And nobody else does. Right. Great answer. Thank you. Next one. I'm sure you get this a lot. Will my case go to trial? You've talked about your success rate, but go back to will my case go to trial? Statistically, about 95% of cases settle without filing suit. Statistically. Now, is that a guarantee? Of course not. That means 5% wind up going into litigation. Can I tell you up front whether or not we're going to have to file suit? No. Again, that's that crystal ball answer. I can't tell you that. What I can tell you, though, is from the very beginning, I will prepare your case as if we are going to trial. And the reason why, I said earlier, is when I present a demand letter to an insurance company, to an adjuster, and they see that the work has been done as if we are going to file suit, then they understand pretty quickly that, yeah, I'm ready to and I will. Also, another thing that I'll do at times is send a copy of a lawsuit with a demand letter. So that the adjuster, you know, you have 30 days to pay this claim. If not, the lawsuit's here. It's ready to go. And they understand that, yeah, it is filed. Or it's not filed, but it's, it's written. It's ready to go. It's, there it is. It's in, on paper. It's black and white. So that in and of itself is a, a means of saying we, mm. we not only say we're going to do it, we, we're ready to do it. We hmm. will do it. Derek's not playing around. There you go. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but no, the answer, to, to answer the general question, will my case go to trial statistically? Probably not. But if we have to, we will. Okay. What if I would like to speak to a past client for a reference? Am I able to do that? That's kind of a tricky one because ultimately the state bar regulates what we can and cannot disclose about current clients or past clients. 
I do have clients that are really, really good friends of mine. I've had several people that have represented some once, some more than once that I stay in touch with. There's one gentleman who he calls about once every month just to check in with everybody at the office because his was a very, very significant case, and he got to know all of us uh, on a personal level. And so he'll stop by the office, he'll call, just check in, and I'll chat with him for a few minutes on the phone. Uh, so as far as the the, the, you know, the underlying question... Uh, can I speak to a past client? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I have uh, I have many clients that would be happy to, but I have to talk to the client first to get their authority. To there's allow confidentiality me to issues. Right, there's confidentiality. Right? Sure, of course, yeah. of course. But yes, I, th- there are times when you can, and I'd be happy to provide that with anyone who calls my office. Absolutely. You know, and interestingly, I, I think about this too. I've represented attorneys. I've represented adjusters, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Adjusters and their personal injury claim against a different insurance company, but I have. So you know, it's 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 you know, it's kind of uh, an interesting dynamic when you're representing someone who typically is on the other side of the equation. Well, we don't have time to unpack it right now, but there is. We did a whole show on the reasons that someone should hire an attorney and the statistics behind it. And so, you know, definitely go back and listen. Again, that's not something that we're going to unpack here. Uh, We're moving right along through these questions. We have just a few more. What are some of the best qualities to look for in selecting an attorney? I always like word of mouth. Uh, You know, we talked about talking to prior clients. We'll ask family members, friends, uh, you know, and, and do your homework. But uh, I would say word of mouth is a great way, again, someone that you may or may not have a connection with. Uh, you know, if, if there is an ability to speak with someone who has had that attorney before, then great, do it. I would say make sure you discuss fees before signing with an attorney. As I said, most everybody does contingency fee, but make sure of that. Uh, research attorneys online. Look at their website. Look at their success rate. Look at the things that uh, people are saying about them. Look at their podcast. We'll go with that, too. Uh, listen to your gut. You know, there's going to be a, a, a comfortable feeling you have with the right attorney because, again, this person is in your corner. They've got to represent you and your interest. Uh, find out the extent of their, their training. How long have they been doing what they're doing? Are they trying to handle a little bit of everything that walks in the door, or do they specialize in a particular area of, of law? I specialize in personal injury. So uh, you know, ask if they've handled a case personally like yours, whatever your facts may be. Have they handled a slip and fall case or a dog bite or a car wreck similar to yours? Uh, I remember walking, you were talking about doing the research. This just popped in my head, but um, I'm not going to name any names, but it was a longtime friend or we had, we'd actually used to work at the same company and, and I popped in his office. Remember me telling you this story? Yes, yes. And I said, oh my goodness, uh, you're an attorney. Uh, what do you practice? And his answer was, yeah. A little bit of this, a little Whatever bit of that. That's what he said. A yeah. little bit of this, a little bit of that. And he was doing some criminal defense. Some kid had gotten a DUI, and he was talking about that. And then he was talking about a divorce. And I just I can't imagine not having the expertise and not having the focus, especially when it is something as important as your health and your well-being and your injuries. So personal injury attorney, you guys do your homework. You are listening to the litigator of the year. You are, <laughs> what's the other one that you got? We talked well, about the, the award. The, they're, the one I mentioned is top 10. Top 10 for customer service, guys. Yes. Oh, yes. There's a little applause. There, there's He's blushing right now I because that's a hard thing. I can promote you and I'm very proud of you. 
Uh, but I know you're not going to shout this from the rooftops about yourself, and that's because you're very humble. But well, you have not been yes, doing I this for 25 that. years right. and had the success for your clients without being one of the top attorneys, right. probably in the United States. So, all right, we just have a couple questions left. Derek, you can take the red out of your cheeks and, and go back to doing what you love to do. When should you contact a personal injury lawyer if you have been in a car wreck or any other situation? Immediately. That's an easy answer, immediately. The reason why is there are things that are going to disappear if you don't have someone in your corner. I can guarantee you the insurance company starts their investigation, their work on the claim within a day or so after the wrecks occurred because they're going to hear about it. Their insurance going to call them and report the claim. They're going to find out about the wreck somehow, some way. They're going to get the police report. They're going to have their accident reconstructionist, if necessary, go out and evaluate the scene, look at the cars. They're going to have their appraiser go and inspect your car. They're going to take photographs of the scene, photographs of the area. They're going to try and contact you for a recorded statement. They're going to try and get a HIPAA form from you, which allows them to get all your records and bills. So you need someone in your corner right away as well, someone who is going to be the filter necessary to make sure the insurance company gets what they need, but more importantly, they don't get more than they need. Uh, I say all the time, my job is to be a filter. I know what they need to know, and I know what they don't need to know. And I guarantee you they're only going to get from me what's necessary in that moment, but nothing more. Uh, there are a lot of questions you don't know the answers to in the beginning. We kind of mentioned this earlier. If they ask you in a recorded statement about your injuries, and in that moment your neck and back is the only thing that's hurt, but yet three weeks later, three days later, you have some sort of flare-up of pain in your wrist, and you wind up with a wrist surgery. Well, if you only told them about a neck and back in a recorded statement, I can guarantee you they're going to fight a battle and say, well, that wrist surgery you had a few weeks later, that has nothing to do with the car wreck, because apparently that wasn't bothering you. You never mentioned it. So immediately, you need to have somebody in your corner to, to represent your interest. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very serious thing. The insurance companies are made of money, period. Lots and lots and lots of money. They will spare no expense to defend the claim. None. So you need to have somebody who's willing to fight that battle to, again, be in your corner to make sure that your interests are protected. You referenced earlier people having more of an outcome with an attorney involved. Statistically, You'll see different numbers, but usually between 33 and a third to 40% more money in pocket, not in the, the settlement, but in pocket, more money in pocket when an attorney's involved as opposed to someone who does not have an attorney. That's because they are a zealous advocate for their clients. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. ding. There's the answer nickel. of the day. Right. Well, Derek, I can't think of any other questions. Those were the ones that I had come up with uh, along with your paralegals. But I wanted to end with, do you have any suggestions if someone is interviewing attorneys or if they're, they've heard this and they want to contact you? Uh, switch gears here and tell everyone listening, what are some suggestions that someone should ask when doing their research on, for an attorney? Okay. Communication, I mentioned earlier, is the number one complaint that everybody seems to have about attorneys. So along those lines, I would ask, how do you plan on communicating with me? Letting me know what's happening in my case. Can I email you? Can I uh, text you? Can I call you? Can I reach out to you when I need to to get answers to my questions? The answer is sure, you can, and here's how, and I'll give them the numbers. So you need to know or ask how they plan on communicating with you and keeping you posted on what's happening. Are they going to get an offer and wait a few weeks before they call you? Or will they get an offer in that same day call you to tell you, just got an offer, just got off the phone with the adjuster, let's talk about it, which is what I do. I, I don't want to file to collect dust. I kind of said that before. Uh, what's your negotiation history with this insurance company or with any insurance company? Uh, how successful have you been in negotiating a, a settlement? 
Uh, have you ever mediated a case? I've mediated many, many cases in my life and will still continue to if necessary. Have you, uh, you know, ever had a successful history with an insurance company at mediation in a wrongful death case, in a paralysis case, uh, in a straightforward, just what we call soft tissue injury case, a neck and back injury kind of case? Uh, what's your comfort going to trial? Are you comfortable doing that? Uh, do I have other options besides trial? Like I said, mediation, for example. Uh, what will my participation in the claim be? Because a lot of clients want to stay actively involved in their case. They want me to talk with them, and I will, about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Will I depose this person? Will I depose that person? Will I depose this doctor or that doctor or both? Uh, what will we ask for as far as the demand is concerned? Uh, you know, really one of those two would be, how do I know that you have my best interest at heart? Ask the question. Because I don't think people really think they should, but why not? Why not find out if your attorney really has your best interest at heart, or are they simply looking at you as the next file in the door and how much money can I make on this case? Am I really going to do what's best for you, or am I going to do what's best for moving this case forward and putting money in my pocket and look at the next case? I have a question that just popped into my head. Let's say that you are already working with an attorney and they do not seem to have your best interest at heart. They work for you, and yet you've never spoken to them except for the initial meeting. You hear from a case manager every now and then. They're not happy. They don't feel like this is going anywhere. What is their next step? What can they do? Are they locked in to a contract or some sort of agreement with this attorney? No, no. I mentioned this earlier, and I'm glad you brought that up. I really am, because it happens frequently. As I said earlier, your attorney is your employee. They work for you. Just like any other company, any other employee, if you're not happy with what your employee is doing, fire them, period. I'm not encouraging you to fire your attorney. I'm just saying that's the answer. If you're not comfortable, you don't feel as though your attorney has your best interest at heart, they're trying to convince you to do something that you just don't feel good about. Your gut's telling you that's not the right thing. Or you never talk to them. Whatever it may be, whatever the issue is, again, they work for you period. You should be their priority from the very beginning all the way through to the very end. So if you're not seeing that, you're not feeling that, then by, absolutely, by all means, fire them, period. So people will call me that have had attorneys in the past or still with an attorney and they're disgruntled and looking to get out of that. And the answer is, I will be happy to discuss your claim with you. I'm not going to give you legal advice because you have an attorney. And I will, you know, in general terms, talk about what I can do potentially to move your file forward. Most often, I'll recommend call, try and make an appointment with your attorney. And if your attorney will not make an appointment with you to meet with them in person or even a phone conference, Zoom, whatever it may be, well, there's kind of your answer for you right there. If they're still not willing to talk to you when you're specifically asking for a, a phone conference, a in-person appointment, a, a Zoom meeting, well then why? Why do you want to maintain them as your employee? Find someone else who will give you that time of day and will dedicate the necessary efforts to make sure they pursue your claim aggressively and on your behalf. Call Derek. Bingo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know Absolutely. that's not what you were saying. But it, it's, um, it's true, though. I mean, call me. Yes. I'm just your funny co-host. Yes, you here. are. All right, Derek. Uh, we talked about it at the top of the show. I'm going to let you leave everyone really uh, briefly. Tell them how to find you. Someone is in a case. They've heard these questions. They are ready to talk to you. Start with my uh, my website. You can do that if you want to find out more about me. It's Derek M. Hayes, H-A-Y-S, Derek M. Hayes.com. 
I said earlier there, you can email me, you can send me a little bit of uh, facts about your potential case. I will be the one to either call you if you put a phone number or respond with an email. Uh, you can also submit a question to the podcast, listen to the podcast, the prior podcast. Uh, go to my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. That's Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Uh, you can also, too, call me. My phone numbers are 404-777-HURT or 678-225-0970. As always, the initial consultation is free. It does not cost you a dime to talk to me. I'll be happy to discuss your potential claim. But I do want to close the show, too, by thanking everyone yet again for a successful first year. Over yes. 2 million downloads. Thank and you, guys. It's just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It, I'm blown away. And, you know, I will say this. The podcast itself has seen some success in other ways as well. I've had calls. I had a lady call me from California. We're in Georgia who had heard the podcast and had a question, and she called my office. I had someone that submitted a question from Michigan that yeah. uh, listens to the podcast. So And a lot from Metro Atlanta. Yeah, a but lot of, of course, of Metro we Atlanta. are here, right, right. but wow. I mean, that's great. Yeah, it, it is. I'm it's proud of really you. amazing the, the, re the reach that this has had. You even had a young, younger person interested in law school that right. had yeah, reached right. out and that. wanted right. to ask you some questions. Yeah, he, yeah. a young guy that sub submitted a question through the website. Yeah. He asked about law school and, and what I thought about it. Uh, I don't remember which podcast it was, but there is a whole segment about that, just a discussion about law school and whether or not it's a good decision. And I should mention, if it's not personal injury and you do have a question about something legal, still submit because uh, you even reached out to, it was a criminal. I can't remember if it was a it defense was a, attorney or a prosecutor, but it was a legal question right. along the lines of something. It was a some, question something. regarding a potential DUI. And right. One of my really good friends from college is one of the top DUI attorneys here in Georgia. And so I reached out to him, got an answer, and then provided yeah, that Yeah, we talked show. about it on the show. So. Yep. There are no stupid questions. <laughs> Ask anything you want. You guys fire away. Thank you so much for a great year. And Derek, thank you so much for your time. For You are busy, and you talked about in the show how much personal attention you give each and every one of your clients. So the fact that you're taking time out to give all these 2 million downloads and listeners your time, it really means a lot. Thank you so much for joining us on Injury Insider with Derek Hayes, presented by Status Home Design and the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Don't forget that you can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. This program is also available on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, for Derek Hayes, I'm Lita Brooks, and you've been listening to Injury Insider on Business Radio X. 